No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, you guys want to go see Phil and Friends for two nights? Yeah. You want to you, you go see O'Teal and Friends for two nights? Yeah, but I really want to see Dark Star Orchestra too. Oh, you want to you want a heady shakedown street? That'd be really dope. <laughs> okay, I got one place we can go for all this. Where? Skull and Roses, man. Down oh. in Ventura, California, April 19th through the 23rd at the hallowed grounds of the Ventura County Fairgrounds. Skull and Roses is back this year with one hell of a lineup, including all those bands I just mentioned, Dogs in a Pile. Circles around the sun, Moon Alice, Latin Dead, Boombox. I mean, that's and that's not it. That's that's a a truncated list. If you want to find out all the bands that are playing, it take about three minutes to read. Yeah, don't do that. But uh, can I just say one thing though? I do want to mention this. Please, Phil and Friends this year is coming with his friends from Tab. Featuring Natalie Cressman, James Casey, and Jennifer Hartswick. Oh, really? Oh, yes, they okay. are. Okay. So check this out. Go to skullandroses.com. Mm-hmm. They are offering all kinds of different ticket prices, VIP packages, and all that. And it's five days down in California in the sunshine, hanging out with your Grateful Dead family. Guess guess what, too? It's what? on what Apple? It's going to be on 420. Oh. On the Thursday day is 420. And you know where else it's on? Where? The beach. Ooh, I like the beach. So down that highway where ocean breezes blow, come hang out with the No Simple Road crew and your Grateful Dead family at Skull and Roses Festival, April 19th through the 23rd. Tickets now at skullandroses.com. We're heading into Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, I Uh said it. Uh, You can't say that. We're heading into the big game day of of Sunday. And if you're having friends over to the house, nothing goes down better at that super game party then chicken wings from Fire on the Mountain. That's right. You can order them. They actually travel well with delivery, so you could get them delivered and have them hot and ready to go at your house for the big game party. Or you could just go over to the one of the three locations here in Portland or two for of the pickup, locations right? in in uh, in Denver. What That's Apple? Right. You, you held up the finger. Oh, I just don't know if they're delivering. They're doing orders for pickup. For sure. Well, you can get wings delivered through DoorDash and stuff like that, too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, man. She'll be right. Well, at the Burnside location, their new sauce is the El Guapo sauce and the Mojito Lime Dry Rub. And at the Interstate location, they have the El Nino sauce. And 
Peter Piper's Pink Peppercorn Dry Rub. I like that one. <laughs> and at the Fremont location, they got the La Pimenta. Pimenta Granada Sauce and the Nashville Hot Dry Rub. That Nashville Hot Dry Rub is nothing but delicious, man. <laughs> it, it made my cheeks and my earlobes sweat. Yeah, it made my eyeballs fog up. <laughs> and then, of course, they've got their new food specials at all the locations. Yeah, so go check it out. You can go to PortlandWings.com and see what's going on over there. You can order sauces if you're not in Portland or Denver. You can get uh, Fire on the Mountain merch in those places as well. And hey, man, whoever, whatever team you're rooting for, it always goes better if your team wins or loses if you have something good in your belly. So go check out mm-hmm. Fire on the Mountain. I'm feeling a a, a Grateful Dead-ish type um, uh, motif here in the commercial section of the show because our next sponsor is the one and only Shop Tour Bus. That's right. Shop Tour Bus has the online lot's most amazing, groovy, and coolest t-shirts, hoodies, and stickers ever that you've ever laid your dilated pupils on. And they've got a really super adorable, dope new design. But is it cute? It's adorable. (laughs) It's so cute. And it's bound to cover a little, just a little more ground. Um, and it is a 1971 Beetle. Oh, shit. Yep. All right. So if you want to see <clears throat> the cuteness that Mel's talking about, go to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram. They are going to send this to you in an all over print box with a bunch of extras on the inside. And some of you are going to get a miracle Grateful Dead bootleg. And yes. do you want to know? Yeah. Go I ahead, guess what you might get with that bootleg, too. What? They stepped it up a notch and they got their own pencils. For That's those of right. you that don't know, don't remember the days of cassettes when they would get messed up, you'd have to take a pencil and wind it tight so it would play right and not get stuck in your tape deck. So we have special Shop Tour Bus pencils that are coming out and with these. And it says, let my inspiration flow. Okay. That's dope rhyme. on a pencil. Let it flow yeah. from the pencil. Mm, I like it. So go to shoptourbus.com and hey, check this out. They are giving the No Simple Road family free shipping. Free when shipping. You use the promo code No, no Simple, Simple Road. Road. All, All one, one word. word. When you check out, they are going to give you free shipping. It's going to come to you in that hand design or I'm sorry, not in the hand design, in the all over print box. You can, if you want, request a hand-designed one-of-a-kind box. It'll come to you with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside if you don't want one of those all-over print boxes. But anyway, you get the idea. You see what I'm talking about. Go to shoptourbus.com. Use the promo code NOSIMPLEROAD. Do it. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, 
and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. Welcome. Are you comfortable? Welcome to No Simple Road, coming to you live from the freezer. That's right, the freezer. We step decided to our freezer. Decided to finally step into it because Trey has been asking us for years to step into the freezer, and this week we decided to because our heat broke in our house. Hey, now No Simple Road family, how you doing? This Aaron. This is Mel. And this is Apple. I thought I was a polar bear until it's cool when it's like cold outside and then you can but go in the, the house you and get warm to come inside and be cozy and it's almost the same temperature as outside and they it's don't like, know what's happening though it's like high 20s low 30s at night right now mm-hmm. so it's fucking it's, cold it's cold in the house dude yeah yeah and and you know it it's all cute. The first day when the heat broke, I was like, "Okay, guys, everybody, our furnace broke." That's yeah. what's not being said. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah, for, oh, I said he said it three times. Okay, yeah, he said it right. Yeah. Up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like, the first day is fine because the heater was on, and the house is okay. Yeah. And then, and then the second day is like kind of like an adventure. Like, okay, we're having a little adventure. Another day, and now it's like, damn, it's cold. I mean, we do have space heaters in our rooms, but it's just once you come out of your like I walk, it's like walking out of a bear cave into the freezing winter <laughs> in the hallway. Hey, man, I'm going to say this. I've been homeless in my life, so I'm just glad that we have a roof over our head and it's a little warmer in here than it is outside. This is true. And we get to bring the No Simple Road family something special this week. That's what we're That's doing. That's right. We get to bring you all one time weekend. One time weekend. If you don't Woo-hoo. already know who one time weekend is, well, you do now. Yep. That's all Uno I have tiempo to say. fin de semana? Uh, yeah, that is how you would say it in Spanish, Mel. Yep, yep, that's right. One time weekend. Right uh, on. They are an incredibly talented up-and-coming band that is, you said they were supporting Twiddle. Yeah, they're supporting um, Twiddle's um, tour, and it's Distance Makes the Heart Tour. So you can go on their Instagram and find out the dates for that. Um, they Their new album, Fire It Up, is streaming worldwide for everybody's entertainment. And they're doing all kinds of stuff. They're going to be um, Wednesdays at Nectar SVT in Burlington, Vermont. 
So they were there on the 1st. They're going to be there on um, the 1st of March. And then they're going to be there on the 5th of April. And then, of course, check back with them for in-between dates. Yeah, and they all yeah they got dates in April where they're with Kendall Street Company, who we had on the oh, show. We love, love Kendall Street. They actually came and stayed with us. The Dopapod. Uh, they're going to be supporting pigeons playing ping pong. Some and pigeons. then come end of June, beginning of July, they are going to be at the Peach Music Festival. Uh-oh. Just like play with somebody them. I know. Like us. Like us. We're uh-huh. going to be at the same place, same time. What? You know, I don't typically do this, but they have on their website, they have a really good about. And I, I don't do. really ever do this, but I'm going to read it to you guys. We've done it one or two times yeah. before when it feels right. We groove, you move is the mantra of One Time Weekend, the innovative shred funk Connecticut quartet bringing driving grooves with a melodic and progressive edge to the universe. One Time Weekend is known for their live shows delivering a high energy musical experience at every performance as twin lead guitarist Adam Etan and Zach Mulcahy shred over bassist and lead vocalist Ian, Ian D'Arcangelo's funky bass lines and dynamic vocals while Ben Bino Sullivan mans the pocket, holding it all down with his rhythmic energy, all of which keeps OTW Nation grooving and moving. Have you heard? Have you? I have. You have I have. Now. I have heard. Yes. Yes, you have. And you've also heard that our heater broke. So that's two things that you learned. You today. guys are in the know. <laughs> yeah, <you're, laughs> that's you're, it. You're up to speed. Well, um, yeah. In the circle of trust. <laughs> can you, can you milk me fucker? <laughs> anyway. Um, anybody have anything to report to the fam right now? Anything? Any, anything We're to report? Cold. Besides the cold. Well, I was going to add one more thing because I always do no. this. You go on over to YouTube to catch some live performances of these guys and to watch their uh, their v- new video for Power Trip. Ooh. It's a trip. It's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Just do, do it. I, I actually do have something this week. That's why I said I wanted to see if you guys had anything, but I actually do. I have a PSA this week. <laughs> I do. Okay. And I'm serious. The opinions of Aaron Schaefer do not reflect the opinions of No Simple Road, Melanie, or Apple. Okay. Mel, That's this, fine. Mel this is serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. She, she she may not feel this way, but we, um this past weekend, we talked with LPGOB. And uh, if you don't know who she is, go check her out. She's a, a DJ that uh, remixed Garcia's album, and she's doing amazing things musically. And uh, something that she said really bothered me afterward, and it's been bothering me all week since. And and I haven't really been able to get it off my mind. I gave it a day, and because I was going to go on Instagram and do a rant, and I was like, I'm going to wait a day and see how I feel. Sleep on it. Sleep on it. And it's been a few days now and I still am thinking about it. And it's really bothered me ever since we spoke to her. And uh, what <clears throat> what she said to us basically is that like, first of all, you need to know that she grew up with deadhead parents. This This woman is from deep rooted Oregon Country Fair family and understands the gravity and the depth of what the Grateful Dead is. Well, she's, she doesn't know anything different because she grew up with it's it. Her whole she life. said she's been going to fair since she popped out of the womb. Yep. Yep. And she, no matter where she is in, in the world, she will come back for fair and then go and back, then go to, back to wherever she is. Yeah. So she decided she had 
Garcia's the Garcia Foundation reached out to her to see if she would do the the thing, and she had received some stems, and she was really like trying to be reverent and do it justice and and do her remix with with love and intention and really put it out there the right way. And the comment that she made to us was, I have never had my feelings hurt by a community as I, as I did by this one. And as somebody that's like older now and been part of the Grateful Dead community for 30 plus years, it was fucking embarrassing and made me sad and angry. And, uh, people were sliding into her DMS to tell her how shitty her music was, their opinion and saying rude and mean shit to her. And to me, man, that is the opposite of what this community is supposed to be. Now I understand that all music isn't everybody's cup of tea and that's cool. That's what gives us different music. If all music was the same, this shit would be boring. We wouldn't be doing this show. Totally get it. But if that music isn't for you, listen to something else and shut the fuck up. Seriously. Because you, when you do that, you're going against everything that the Grateful Dead community stands for. The first rule of the Grateful Dead community is, are you kind? Don't be a dick. And that is just giving us all a bad name. And it's, it like left a bad taste in my mouth all week that out of all the stuff and she's, she's done a lot of things musically with a lot of different music styles out of all the stuff that she's done in her whole life. This community is the one that's been the shittiest to her. And that's the one that she came from. And that really bothered me. So in the future, if you're one of those people that does that shit, why don't you think twice, man? It's just not okay. You don't know what's in somebody's heart. You don't know what the reason that they're doing something. You don't know where they came from or their intention. You're just commenting on what you see out in the world because you think you can because of social yeah. media. You know what I mean? And it's just like not snap okay. Judgment. And it hurts, man. It, I like what you said. It, it's embarrassing. It was embarrassing and it felt bad. And I told, I told her too. It's like, cause I've known some, we all know some of those people and most of the people that do that, like Aaron just said, they don't listen to the music or if they do, they don't give it more than eight or 10 seconds and make a snap judgment. They don't research who the artist is. Like she is a dope art. She's been playing piano since she was a little girl. She's very talented and it was embarrassing to hear her hurt by her family. Yeah. I, that, that was the part of it that got me like, she's from this family. Yeah. And and this is the one that did her dirty. But on the flip side of that, and I don't want to ruin the interview with her, but yeah, like, no, that was on the flip I side of that, it. we we came correct at playing in the sand. I'll say that. And uh so you just, gotta listen to the episode yeah. to hear. Yeah. I, I just I get it. Like not all the music is for all of us. Some of us don't like dance music and, and EDM and, and electronica, and I get it, man. It's it's not for everybody. That's why we have choices. That's right. <laughs> but there's no reason for any of us to slide into an artist's DM and give them shit like that. It's kind of like the opposite of if anybody listened to the Maurice Tanny episode and he was talking about if you like an artist, you know, share your feelings with them because that's why they're doing it. And 
you know, if you're sharing something that's just hurtful, that also stops them. It it can, it can like stop that motivation or that progress or, or make them think twice about doing something that they may not have thought about twice. Like maybe they're just like creating and being pure about it. And then you throw some salt in their game. And then all of a sudden now you're it's ruined. You're the artist is like, well, should I fucking put this out? Does, do people want to hear it? Like, does it matter? And with what she was doing, like she was trying to do her literal best because she was like trying to impress her parents, trying to impress the, in, like the community. community that she grew up in. And then to not, feel like it was good enough or that it no matter what she did it just wasn't seen how much energy she you know really put into it and that sucks man so the positive is that most people dig her and, and everything but the thing like everybody everybody has had that happen in life you can get a hundred compliments oh yeah and that one shitty person it's that one, decides to well, try to cut you down is why the one, do you think that is Apple? It's, it's one oh shit cancels ten thousand out of because we're do you know what i mean because we're fragile can, we're fragile we're human beings and it and it hurts mm-hmm. when somebody yeah. say like <laughs> constructive criticism like you know what that was dope but i think you know like if you did this or something like that's a different thing but to be like you fucking suck you're lame. Go I die. Mean, yeah. 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 Come and, on, man. Well, and those, they can get blurred very quickly. The constructive criticism versus yeah, just yeah. nasty kind of like you suck for so no my, reason. My point in saying all that is be kind, be kind, man. It's, it's it, one rule. It's really easy. Just be nice to each other. It's super simple. The whole world will be a better place. Don't be an asshole. Okay. Peepaw Aaron says, don't be a dick. All right. That's my PSA for this week. So you're welcome. <laughs> Go to nosimpleroad.com. Check out all we have going on over there. You can get No Simple Road merch there. You can sign up for the newsletter. You can get a tarot reading from Mel and I with the Grateful Dead Tarot deck. You can go to, uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at No Simple Road. You can go to patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. And you know what? Producer Corey has been working his fingers to the bone producing these side roads for our patrons only. So if you want to check that out, you're going to have to sign up for at least a buck a month on Patreon. And what that does is that helps us continue to do the show. I don't, um, yeah, that. And you know what? The $5 patrons get access to the Discord channel and there's a bunch of stuff going on over there. And right. Patreon has been revamped. Right. I was just thinking the other day too, like I drive an environment. We, we, well, most of us have cars and drive them. I easily have more than $5 loose change in my center console and on the floor and everything. It's just, that's not a lot of money you, to yeah, pay for something that gives you entertainment and joy. laughs and you know, enjoy. I agree with you about the, the monetary value part, but most, I would hazard to guess most folks nowadays don't have change in their cars. You are very special because you deal all in cash. Because oh, that's work. true. I forget. I'm I haven't had change. I have not had change in my pocket. Okay, in like I'll two tell years. you what. If you want to join Patreon and you have change in your car, give me your address. I'll come <laughs> over and I will clean the change up out of your car for you. Right on. And put that towards Patreon. Right. So that's Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. If you want to do something that doesn't cost a single red cent, go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. You just go on there, you search for the show, you click on it, you scroll down, it says leave a review, you hit the five stars, you leave the little review, and then 
We read it on the show, and then we're happy. But what if my thumb hurts? Then then use your <laughs> index finger. You can and also use the voice, right? You can. You can. And we don't have a new one this week. Oh. I'm cold, <laughs> and we don't have a review. Sucks, so. Come on, February's a, time's a ticking. February's we did, a lo- month about love. We did finally break 400 five-star ratings, though. We Woo. did. Yeah, 402. Damn. Right on. All right. Thanks, you guys. Appreciate that. So who's going to be our February Valentine? It's you. That's right. Oh, we need, do need a Valentine. That's right. Yeah. All right. So that's uh, the, the review thing. You can call 971-808-1524. That is the No Simple Road Tepid line. That is open mic night. So call in. Do whatever you want. Give us a show review. Tell us a joke. Tell us a story. I don't know. It's open mic night. It's up to you. 971-808-1524. Right? Yeah. yeah. Did I leave anything else out? That's just fun. You do whatever you want. Just See, that you guys should listen to One Time Weekend, and you're about to in a second, but also when you're done with this or before you listen to the interview, stop it. Go on Bandcamp, SoundCloud, Apple Music, and check out One Time Weekend. And go follow them on, on the Instagrams social media and all that. Yep. yep. Check out their live performances on YouTube. They got a dope from last year. They have their whole set from Peach Festival. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that is the business. That was... Um, us with a broken heater, us introducing you to one time weekend, me yelling at everybody. Aaron with the PSA about basically being kind. Yep. And, uh, be nice. and then the business. So here we go. We're going to get you to the interview. So without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you one time weekend.
What's All going right, on? Now you're coming in, coming in really good now. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. I like your st- studio too. Yeah. Nice studio. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yes. This is where we track our album. It's mobile. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we have here with us today? Ian and Adam. Ian and Adam. What's up, guys? I'm Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Nice to meet you, Aaron. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm Mel, guys. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. And then I'm I'm Apple. Apple. Nice to meet you. Yes. <laughs> so, do people ever uh, do, do people ever ask you if you like apples? Uh, like you, you like apples, man? Oh yes, all the time. Yeah, yeah. And living in the Pacific Northwest, there is such a variety of variety of apples in the Pacific Northwest. It's always a new one. So it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I love. I do love apples. You ever stay holding your tongue? <laughs> try it oh, I yes. have a red yeah. apple try it no, that old yeah. one no it used to be it, it, your mom has a big red shiny apple oh. <laughs> well welcome to the show guys sorry mom appreciate having you on man and uh we have been really really digging what you do and uh yeah that that i got i have to say we're super bummed because we were all at peach together last year and we didn't yeah. get to see your set and that that set was amazing. I I watched it again last night, and I mean that was a that was a hell of a set you guys put on there. But we're going to be there again this year, and it looks like you guys are too. So, oh, we have another chance. I didn't catch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah we'll see you there. Hell yeah, we'll see you there. So yeah, Saturday night on the same stage. Were you? Wow. Oh yeah. wow. Shh. <laughs> I mean, maybe we might maybe. be doing something there. At some time. I'm just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a wish. So, I mean, going to Peach was a huge deal for us, you guys. Like, it, that festival, we're from the West Coast, so that festival has always been kind of iconic to us, especially with the lineups that happen every year. And, like, getting the opportunity to do that was a huge thing. And our experience was... um incredible like from the music that was there to the like to the way it was run all the shit like it it just converged in like this perfect three days of awesomeness for you guys how was your experience playing that and what was it what was it like playing that set it was amazing Mm. seriously amazing i mean like i didn't really know much about it or much about montage mountain like before we got there but like your first impression when you first arrive is like wow um it's really 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 cool and then like just the bill is incredible like we're all huge like goose fans um so being able to see them um as the headliner was really cool and then our our set was incredible i mean playing for you know a large crowd that was super super responsive super receptive to what we were doing and just like super loving and encouraging after the show was just like i don't know it was really cool it was most likely my favorite show we played last year. Wow. Yeah, that says a lot. I have to say the same. Yeah. Yeah, you pretty much covered it. That was it was yeah. so special. Like I think for us, I mean, we've been at this for like seven years now and and uh for us getting to have that be our first major festival play was like I don't know, we we've been kinda like chomping at the bit for a while now. So it definitely felt like it was it was a chance to let it all out and mm. uh put on a really good show i mean you, you guys did you you really um came out with a lot of energy and um even in like the video you can you can feel that shit coming through 
and and the the crowds were amazing there. I love that you had you had good like crowd control when you got everybody to get down with you and stuff. That that yeah. was amazing, and you guys got trippy with the instruments and the effects and everything. Yep. Uh, I had a question too. I'm just curious because the thing that made me think of it too is the power trip video. The, the I just watched that last night. I realized did it just get released yesterday? Like yesterday, yeah. Okay, so last so night I when I put it on, it. okay, that is such a funny, like, good video. I I love at the end where he, where it ends and he immediately goes to the phone and is like is like mom. I just want to call and say <laughs> I miss you. And it, but my question is is, is the panda bear thing related to like your uh crowd or something because i saw it in the video or fights the panda bear but then also the panda bear thing that was in the crowd at your guys' show at peach is there a connection there yeah so when we were like oh god i don't even know 17 or 18 we were you know just like young full energy trying to like figure out a way to make ourselves different than all the other bands and <laughs> um, and we were like hey like how can we dress our stage up in a way that's going to be really cool and and we kind of went around like i went to goodwill one day and i found this um wooden panda bear and there was really nothing special about it but it was two dollars and i was like i can't pass up on this i grabbed <laughs> it, bought it and then our friend Corey Payne, who's like a phenomenal artist he's done stuff for espn uh he did our first album cover he decided to like paint it or we asked him to paint it he decided to paint it in a certain way where it's like purple and pink and it's not really like looks like a traditional panda and ever since then we've had that on our stage pretty much every show since then and it's kind of become this like little weird mascot for us and it really means nothing other than like it's a decision that we made you know okay (laughs) i love it i love it man yeah and so you know flash forward to now and, and the panda has just sort of become like a little icon that that can represent the band yeah that's okay. i love i love nonsense what that a, becomes yeah. something what that's, a non-threatening adorable thing to have as a mascot psychedelic <laughs> psychedelic panda uh, where yeah. where are you guys based out of we're all from around like collinsville uh, connecticut which is like a sub town of canton so if you're basing us out of a city, then that city is Hartford. Yeah. Okay. And actually, okay. Ian, like Ian, not originally, but Ian lives in Hartford now, and the rest of us are probably twenty to thirty minutes from him. Yeah, it's it's about um, yeah, it's about thirty minute drive from Hartford. It's not it's not too far. Okay. So, tell us a little bit about how one time weekend got together and like the origins of the band because we've all noticed your um your spin on influence and, and you can hear it in the band and it's fucking cool. What you yeah, guys are doing. You guys do really have a, such a fun, cool way of changing what style you're playing that all seems super authentic to what you're doing. It doesn't sound like, Oh no, we're going to play this kind of song. It all sounds like it's jointed together, but it's all different. And I, it's so yeah, interesting to to feel, you know, in one um, in one sitting to take all that music. And it's very interesting mm-hmm. to kind of feel that. And when I hear bands like that, I'm like, I want to know how these guys came together. I do. You, Ian will do the origins. Okay. I will do, I'll, I'll do the influence. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, okay. Two-parter, yeah. Yeah. Um, so origin. <clears throat> well, let's go back to 2015. Okay. Um, 
it was myself. Uh, okay, so there's myself, Ian, Adam, our drummer, Ben, and our guitarist, Zach. And Zach is the youngest, but I met Zach in like, God, I don't know, maybe 2012 or so um, when he was like 14 and uh, might have been 13. And I, I went to my neighbor's house to to like jam because he had like a little basement set up. And, you know, that's where all the kids went to go hang out and jam. And Zach was there and he was this tiny little kid with like a Les Paul absolutely like shredding the guitar solo to Freebird. And when you're 14, that song just like hits you really hard. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, it still does, but like it definitely hit harder back then. And I remember being like, who is that? And then turns out later that Zach and I actually went to kinder music classes together back when we were really little. Oh, shit. Um, but we never remembered that. We just, our yeah. parents were like, hey, I remember that family from blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of a funny story, but... um just small town things but but anyway so zach like stayed in touch with me throughout the years and then in 2015 he messaged me on facebook and was like hey man i'm trying to put together a group wanted to know if you wanted to come by and play bass and i was like i would love to uh met at this guy ben sullivan's house who i had no idea who he was turns out he's a sick drummer and the three of us got together in his bedroom uh, and we just used to to run like ZZ Top songs, like maybe like 80% of the song over and over again. Like, we never actually learned the whole thing, but we just jammed out, <laughs> had a great time and quickly started writing like our own music instead of learning covers. Right. Like that never really was something we did early on. Uh, and then they, they knew Adam through school. Yeah. I went to school with Ben and Zach, the two guys that are not here. We, we all went to the same high school. Yeah. Oh, and okay. so one day I think. I forget how it came to be, but maybe one of them ran into you. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. I ran into Ben at like a mini high school party. Yeah. Yeah. And then he asked you to come by for a rehearsal. That's a, Yeah. That's verbatim exactly what happened. And then he yeah. did. And, and we just were like, okay, like this is definitely a good fit for this band. How do you know? How do you know when, when, I mean, cause you can jam with a lot of different people. How do you know when the fit's right? Like there's just, there's a checklist of things. I think uh, maybe underratedly important is like how the band meshes together, like personality wise, and if we can we can be friends if we can like you know joke around and have a yeah. good time together. If we can just kind of chill together. That's a big thing to it. Um, and then musically, it all kind of made sense. Like we were all like pretty much on the same level. Um, we were able to play the same style of music maybe not necessarily like the same style of music, but like we're able to be proficient, like in the same style. Um, and yeah, it just worked. I mean, I think after about maybe a month of us jamming together and having played like a show or two, that's when they asked me to join the band and I gladly said yes. Oh yeah. We made them, we made them play. A You're going to join our band. Sweat. <laughs> yeah. I think we asked you before we, <laughs> our first like, like big show was the, uh, 2016, Avon, Avon High School Battle of the Bands. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, I didn't go to Avon High School. Zach didn't go to Avon. None of us went to Avon High School. <laughs> ben was in college. <laughs> and we won. We won that shit, man. <laughs> you did. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, we certainly and, won. And the funny thing is I started playing bass because in middle school, I wanted to enter the middle school Battle of the Bands, and my band lost terribly. Oh. But I learned the bass for it because I was like, this would be really cool. Wow. 
All right. So, so your dream came true, just not when you wanted I, it to. Yeah. Hold on. I got, I got an unrelated <laughs> question. Are Are you guys safe where you're at? I just where you guys are like watching around you. Are you safe? No. Yeah. There. Yeah. There's on this side we have cars, and on this side we have pedestrians. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, we're good. We're I don't good. want you dying. Like, I don't want one time weekend dying during our interview. I was gonna say if you needed to move <laughs> and we need to pause. I'm gonna move to the side street here. Yeah, that, yeah. that might be. One. Okay, I just saw you guys looking like. Is are we cool here, man? Is this? <laughs> now, we're, now, now we're cool. Now we okay. Got we don't want to put anybody in peril. They to, played that dope peach set, and then they went on no simple road, and that was and that the was end. it. That was it. That was that. Yeah, road got cut short. Anyway, going back to your question, I'll cover the uh, the influence thing and the kind of music that we all like because we all pretty much like different things. Um, I'm like a super metalhead at heart. Like I love metal. My favorite band of all time is Metallica. Um, and that's like all I ever really practiced stuff until I joined this band. Like I didn't really mess around in any other genres. I just like hmm. really, really loved practicing metal specifically. Um, what kind of music do you like? Uh, I don't really know if, if I have a specific genre that I like, but I, I definitely grew up listening to uh, 1029 and 1021, like the two classic rock stations in our area. And um, classic rock was huge. My dad was always playing the Almond Brothers, the Doors, the Beatles was like a huge part of my childhood. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of always liked songs that I liked. You know what I mean? It right. was never like, oh, I'm only going to listen to this or that. But um, yeah, a little bit of everything. And then speaking on behalf of the other two, I mean, nowadays, Zach. It's really funny because this actually does find its way into our music. Zach is really big on like electronica and EDM. Mm -hmm. Like he loves like, like, uh, like EDM pop and like just party music, which is kind of funny. <laughs> um, but growing up, I know that he liked Hendrix. He liked yeah. like the shreddy guys. He's, he was a big, big classic rock band. Um, and I think honestly, Ben is similar. Like Ben is really into like brush and sticks. Um, oh, wow. and I know that nowadays, Nowadays, I think I've, I think I've, without him knowing, I think it may have influenced him to like heavier music now because he likes, he likes band, like he likes like Alter Bridge. Yeah. And like, what else does he like? Heavier stuff. You know, it's yeah. a trip to me, man. Like you guys are in your mid to late twenties. Yeah. Early twenties. Mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Mid twenties. We're, we range from what? 22 to 25 right now. Yeah. Or 23 to 25. And you're talking about bands that him and I grew up with as your yeah. influence. It's so, it's so weird to me that like the um, impact of bands like Rush and Metallica and Styx can have even now. And, and the thing that's really cool about what's going on with the music scene in our world right now is that you guys have all that stuff <clears throat> as like foundation, but then there's all this other really amazing shit that we put on top of it because we didn't have that right so you guys have this whole other layer that you can that you have to influence you and what's oh, coming out a yeah a lot and, and what's coming out is this is a new thing what you guys are doing is not derivative of anybody else one time weekend is its own thing and the music that's coming out is its own kind of music i mean i could um say like i said earlier that i've heard I hear influence, right? But you hear that with people like Goose or Trey or anybody. It's its own thing. Is it hard for you guys to like, um, I guess not hard. Is that something that just comes out naturally? 
when you're in your writing process, like just doing your thing that because of those influences, that's what's coming out? First of all, thank you. That's extremely nice to say. That's definitely something that we try to do is to not sound too much like something. No. <laughs> so, the, so, so you telling us that means a lot. Thank you. Cool. Um, I don't know. I actually, it's funny. Well, first off, speaking from an observational standpoint, I think Zach is probably one of the most unique songwriters I've ever heard. Uh, nice. His his brain is so like, like he just like combines everything that he possibly can into one song. And it creates like, like songs like Gandalf, that's all Zach. Um, like it's just, it's just really, really interesting songwriting. Um, but when I'm writing, I actually, it's funny. I actually will, will get really inspired by like a specific song and I'll be like tr trying to write that song and ultimately failing and, and coming up with something that is completely my own. Like it's, I, I sort of, I think my uniqueness comes from being bad at copying. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, it's just kind of, kind of a, a, a silver lining to that, I guess. But, but I think all of us for the most part just have our own styles of writing. Like mm. it's very, it is very indicative of what we listen to though, I think. And we have, we have three writers that are like the music that Ian writes and that I write and that Zach writes are nothing like each other not even close and so often like our three styles kind of mesh into one yeah yeah like it's not true. it's not that common for like one of our songs to be written by just one person yeah okay okay adam that, what is it about playing stuff like metallica that you enjoy you know like because other like certain kinds of music can be fun to play what is it about you know that kind of music that you really dig um i just i really like the aggressiveness and how it's just very high energy and also very high it, like it requires a lot of energy to play mm. it's just very it, i don't know it's very satisfying yeah it's shredding like, i got it i'm glad mel brought it back to metallica because i just got to tell you just real quick the first time i ever heard metallica in my life this has got to be like 80 45 years it's like 82 or something one of my friend doug had an oh, album shit. that he came home it was uh creeping death uh on on vinyl and he's all here dude i got you know i got I, i'm gonna let you borrow this you need to go home and listen to this this is so dope i went home it's the size of a 33 i didn't know you're supposed to play it on 45 so i put it on and it's like it's like my mother was a witch she was like, i was like this is it reminds me of like celtic frost or something like someday i was like it's dope but it's like a death it's like a death dirge and i told yeah. him the next day i go to take that home. i was like it was cool dude but it's just like and he starts cracking up and he's like oh my god dude it's a 45 and he put it on his record player played it at the right speed and i was like oh okay this is fucking amazing holy That's shit really cool. who is this guitar player <laughs> who is this but it was yeah. it was fun i was like how's he listening to this slow shit not even realizing <laughs> the speed well there's anyway. something there's something cathartic too like playing aggressive hard fast music is it's getting that shit out like all the tension and yeah. stress of just look man let's be honest being alive on planet earth is fucking hard it's weird it's hard and it's scary and it's fun and it's all that and to be able to play like that and get that shit out it's got it's got to be like soothing in a weird kind of a way existential relief 
Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. 100%. Honestly. Yeah. That's yeah. A great way to put That's it. a great way to put to it play, for to, sure. To play it in particular is fun. It's, it's just to play it. Like, like we have sections in our songs that are pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. And when those sections come up in our songs, like they're really, really fun. Cause we like bounce all around the stage. Yeah. Lots of head banging. It's really take the guitars way harder, hit the frets way harder. It's just like, yeah, it's just that you're right. It's like a total release. Yeah. It's also really cool to see people react to that too. Live. Yeah. Cause, cause it's fun to play and record it, but then it's a whole nother thing to play it live and, and to see that, like that unified kind of just like, cause not everyone wants to dance, but usually everyone can, can bang. Yeah. Can head. just bang. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I make, the, make like a face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and you're like, yeah, are, are they liking it or are they hating it? I yeah. can't tell. Is that like, guy sick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The stank face. I What's think a, if you see the stank face, smell? you know you're doing good. <laughs> so, I'm curious, like, especially playing the lineup at Peach, there was a pretty broad range of music there, but like, I wouldn't say One Time Weekend is a jam band, right? At all. Mm. But on the bill, sharing the bill with a lot of jam bands, and that's kind of the world that you guys are in. Do you do you find that strange? That's a wonderful question. Yeah, we do. I mean, we do jam. We like to jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still, we, even in the songs we write now, there are jam sections. I um, mean, I kind of think of it like Pearl Jam wasn't a jam band, but everyone thinks they're a jam band. You know what I mean? Like it's just sort of this. Not that I'm comparing us to Pearl Jam, but but like there's there's this hard rock element to it, but it also leaves room for uh, experimentation. But right. that's not the, that's not the focal point of the show. And also, um, some of our songs tend to be more complex in terms of length and in terms of like some of the writing. So there is that jam band esque feel to it. But I also think this is the scene that is most accessible to us right now because we are um, sort of a unique band that wouldn't necessarily fit in the rock scene, which also, if you know where that is, let me know. I'd love to find it. Uh, I, also, I also like the, I like the jam scene. I like the people and the bands that we play with. Like, there's, yeah. there's some really great music. There's a lot of talent. And it's a very like loving and accepting scene. Like, yeah. we've, yeah. met, we've all met some really great people. And people come in with an open mind, too, which I think is the biggest part. You know, people are like, oh, that's weird and different. I'm not going to turn away. I'm actually going to open my ears up a little more and listen to it. Yeah. So. When it, it, the jam band, it's gotten to be such a broad, yeah, like most genres. Because I like looking back at your guys' Instagram and like seeing, you know, what you've done. It was really happy to see like you, that you guys have played with La Special. I, I love those guys. Yeah. They're one of my favorites. Uh, and like Pigeons playing ping pong. And then. What one of the things which I hate, Aaron's always like, like don't compare bands to other bands to yeah, people. Dude, but when I do it, it, it like like the first thing when I first heard you guys a little while ago, one of the first things that came to mind was Umphreys McGee, because mm-hmm. Umphreys is not rock, they're not jam. They so carefully span all of that, and they take you like you guys do. It's like a constantly changing musical, yeah, musical journey of one moment, it's almost like island-sounding music or something, and like, you know, and but I'm afraid, especially with you two on the guitar, with, you know, Zach and you on the guitar, the back and forth reminded me a lot of, like, Umphreys and the metal, 
like you tease a lot of there's a lot of stuff dropped in there it's like little teases of stuff almost and it's like god damn, that old rocks. nerds like us are here yeah they're like oh <laughs> fuck yeah i heard those three notes from fucking iron maiden or something yeah. like you know it, it, i i love it man and it's one of the first things that came to mind but then listening more and more and the same thing too like listening to a studio album is dope you hear that polished like what you're going for but then it always comes down to live seeing yeah. a lot of your guys's live stuff is just you have so much fun with it and with the crowd and with each other it's mm-hmm. just amazing do you, do you guys like being in the studio yeah i like doing anything musical honestly mm. i love it what's the what's yeah. what's cool about being in the studio that as opposed to like doing it doing it live well actually before i answer that question yeah the we, so we just recorded an album. It's coming out in like six days. Yeah, next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, next sad Friday. Okay. Next Friday. Congratulations, guys. Um, That's freaking a huge deal. Um, yeah, we are, we are really, really, really excited. So the, the way that we did it last or for this past album is that for the first time we did it ourselves. Um, I had kind of like accrued enough sound engineer skill to be able to finally you know, do everything. And like, we all just kind of collaborated, collaboratively did these, uh, these sessions. Um, and so I especially liked it this time because we had no time crunch whatsoever. We weren't being charged, you know, by the hour. Um, which I mean, tracking in a studio is wonderful, but it's like, it's time sensitive. Um, so we had as, as much time as we wanted, you know, because we hadn't set any deadline. We had as much time as we wanted to try things. Um, you know, just try things and experiment and just have fun with it. And it was like, you know, as the, the more time went on, the more and more the songs developed. Um, and after a while, we, we had products with every one of the 12 songs that we really, really liked. Um, and then like beyond that, it, I, I guess another reason why I personally like the studio is because like it's just complete creative control over everything, mm. which is really cool. It's like not like nobody like we mixed our album ourselves. Oh, so we got shit. to control everything. You got to give Adam credit on that. He Shout out, time. Adam. Yep. Good wow, job. I haven't heard it, but appreciate I know it'll be great. <laughs> appreciate that. Thank you. Um, yeah, complete creative control over absolutely everything. Um, and of course, like I would run that, run almost everything through the band. And more often than not, they they liked it. And then we took it and kind of ran with it. Um, and I'm, we're all very, very proud and very mm-hmm. excited to, to release this thing. It's uh, going to be really, really cool. Yeah. I would imagine that like... <clears throat> when you're in a studio and you're paying for studio time and, and you're under the gun to get shit done, like when the money's running out, that's when the song is done. Like, okay, yeah. this, this yeah. day, like we have this many hours that we're going to go until we don't have any more time. And then we're done. Yeah. But no, the, absolutely. But like, if you're doing it yourself, how the fuck do you know when it's done? Like I, I draw, well, I play how, how, I could go forever. I said we. I, I said that there was no deadline, but there was kind yeah, of a deadline. Okay. Like we wanted it to be done by like around the end of last year. So that is, that's kind of the uh, the the double edged sword there. Like like you can have the deadline in the studio where you're paying for for your time, and, and everyone is like on the edge of their seat, ready to go. And you can kind of have the um, and there's you know what I'm saying like the opposite of that is is doing it yourselves. And there's definitely positives and negatives to it. But mm-hmm. I think we're pretty good at making sure that we're getting our stuff done. And like, nobody wants, I think that's the thing about us is nobody wants to sit there and do 50 takes of the same song because yeah. we don't have the patience for that. No, we really don't. And that's, maybe that's our TikTok. <laughs> we're, but like, we're, 
we're just like, all right, you know, honestly, that's good enough. Let's move on. And and I think uh, one thing that was beneficial is a lot of the songs that are on this album, not every song, but a lot of the songs are songs that we have played before. Yeah. So we know when it's done. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. As in like, like some of the songs on this album are like four years old. Oh, yeah. Okay. Only some of them. But then, but then actually like a good chunk of them also are like a few months old. Yeah. Like we record like for maybe one or two of the songs, we recorded the whole thing before we ever played it live. Right. And the thing is people that have not seen us live or haven't paid attention won't, won't know these songs nearly as well as the ones on our first album. So it feels like it's a new album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. but it's hard for a band at our level to get in the studio because you don't have the funding or the resources quite yet. Yeah. So we were like, this is a way of us getting around that while still being able to put like quality content out there. And I, I should say too, that we tracked an entire album and then almost another entire album too. So we haven't yeah. released that or mixed that yet, but that's, that's like in the can. So yeah, I think wow. we I ended up having like 24 songs and we've used 12 yeah. Wow. Oh shit. So you're locked and loaded for another one. You just got to get down and mix it and It's coming soon. Yeah. Oh, shit. Soon. Wow. Hell yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. being in the Northeast, we noticed something. So living out here on the West Coast, there are a lot of bands, local bands, and a lot of really good talent out here. But there's a challenge on the especially where we live for younger bands to be able to make money touring because it's so far between cities, right? Like you got to drive eight hours South or more to get to California. And then you're only in Northern California from where we're at in Portland, Oregon. And the only city North of us, big city is Seattle. So you, you can get big in the scene up here, but it's difficult to break out of that because of money. Right. But in the Northeast, I noticed that there's a lot of bands and it's easy for you guys to go to a lot of cities and get a bigger fan base quickly. More people know about you because of the ease of touring around that. And I'm just curious, like when you're in that and you're trying to rise above and there's a lot of bands out there. How are you distinguishing yourselves? Like, what is, what's the thing that you're doing that's like making you rise above? What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. That's a hard question. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love those that look to each other. That was great. That said uh-huh. it all. Do you want to answer it or should we tell them our formula? Um, I think, honestly, if I'm... You know, I, I really think we're just doing our thing. Like, mm. I, I think we have enough faith in the music and we have enough experience at this point playing live that that we just I, we've seen it work. Like we've seen us ourselves play to rooms that we've never played to any of those people in that room before. And they get it and they, they dance and they have a good time. And it's like, I don't see why that wouldn't work in Pittsburgh. I don't see why that wouldn't work in Providence. Mm. So it's like 
but I will say as a, as a, the older I get, the more fortunate I feel that we grew up and are re- residing in the Northeast because you're absolutely yeah. right. It is the place to be a jam band. Yeah, dude. Wow. The touring we, band. We get jealous of our friends back there where we're like, oh, well, like, like, for example, Fish Tour, West Coast. We're going to be able to make a couple shows. And they're like, why aren't you going to 14 in a row? Because up there, you, you know, it's like you just go, oh, I got to drive an hour to the next one, a half hour to the next one, an hour. Like there's there's so much more yeah. access to music uh-huh. and festivals and college towns also is another thing up there that there's so many colleges and such a good demographic for it and everything. It just we, we get a little jealous of the East Coast sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just talking about uh-huh. moving to Vermont not long ago. <laughs> like, that might be cool, man. I don't yeah, know. yeah. We've discussed the East Coast several times. I, uh, well, Vermont's like the Portland of the, of the East Coast. Yeah, it, it does make sense. And they're like, if you look at the map, they're kind of like on the same level. Yeah, across. So I just think that with the snow is what would stop us from doing it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that like, in a scene with that many bands, it's a testament to, to you guys that you're booking shows like peach. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's got to feel good, man. You know, cause there's a, look, let's be honest. There's a lot of musicians out there and not everybody's getting to play those shows. And so yeah. take that man and, and run with it. And I think, the answer that you just gave me to the question that I asked really speaks to the heart of the band because we're not doing anything gimmicky. We're fucking just playing our music, man. And people are responding and that's what we're into. And that is what it's all about. You know, you said earlier, you, you guys like the jam band scene, the people that are in it because they're um, open-minded and I, I, okay. I'll agree with that musically. Yeah. For the most part. And also like, I think that the people in this scene also were for more forgiving when not forgiving. We expect bands to make mistakes. You know, if you listen to the grateful dead and you're a deadhead, you're not listening to the grateful dead for polished perfection. You're listening to the grateful dead because you love the music and what the, what it feels like. It's an experience. Yeah. And when they fuck up, it's great. And we all laugh together and they continue on. And, um, there's, there's a freedom in that, in that, in the scene to just do your thing, whatever it is. Right. And have fun. And, um, have you, you guys have obviously felt that, right? Absolutely. I don't think we've messed up yet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right on. That's a great, great answer. No, no, I, I totally, I totally feel that. Yeah. Um, I, I do think like personally, we, we're always trying to, to get better at our live show. And, and I think that, um, with the music we write, technically it's it sometimes it, it does take a little bit of diligence and like, okay, like we're not just strumming chords here. Like there's, there's arpeggiated guitar parts and things that require like, you know, take time on your own, like learn it and then we'll go play it live. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that this scene accepts the flubs and the flaws, but I think for, for us in general, like we tend to approach our music more like a metal band would in the sense that like, we're really trying to hit every note 
Um, but, but like at the same time, when we do pull back and jam, that's when I, I think it's like, all right, now, like, let's, let's see where we go here. Mm-hmm. And, and people tend to like kind of sit up a little bit when you do that. And they're like, Oh man, like this, this is not written stuff. Like this is kind of off the cuff and that that's exciting for everyone. That's, so I yeah. think the jam for sure is, is redeeming in that quality. That's my favorite uh, shit. Heading into uncharted territory. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's like, it's walking an edge. Cause it can yeah. fucking fall apart. You know what I mean? If you don't know what's going to happen, you're just going for it. And that's, that's exciting. You know what I mean? And, and I, I imagine it feels that way putting together an album of 12 songs and then just releasing it out into the world. Is it, is it ever like, um, I, I'm sure it's exciting, but is it ever scary to like put your shit just out there into the world and be ready for all the feedback? Like, I know it is doing this for us sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is our, now our second time doing it. And you're asking that question at the perfect time because we're only a few days out, I guess it is scary in a way, but like, I don't know. Like when I listen to the album, I feel nothing but good things. Like, mm-hmm. because we, I know that we worked really hard on it and we really like, I listen to it and I'm, I don't, you know, being self-critical artists here, like I don't really listen to it and wish we did too much differently on it. It's just really oh, kind of cool. Dope. It's really kind of cool as it is. And I know that I feel that way because we spent a lot of time and made a lot of revision to it. Um, and it definitely reached that point where we were like, that's it. Like this, this sounds good. We're, we're, we feel very comfortable with this. We feel very proud of this. Um, this was like super self-fulfilling. Um, and yeah, we're, we, we definitely reached that decision where we were like, we were, we we're ready to send this out. Um, but going back to your question, um, am I nervous? Maybe. Maybe a little bit, but I think people are. You just seem really prepared. You you seem so prepared and that is rare. I'll say that. Like you guys said, um, like you're seven years old, right? And a lot of the things that you're doing, it seems it's at a higher level than just seven years old. You know, you guys have, and you're young, you know, you're young in, in earth years, maybe not necessarily musical or spiritual years. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know you two that well yet, but, but you guys are really doing something under 30 that takes a lot of discipline and effort to um, like move forward and to be like, it seems to me that you are happy and completely okay with what you're putting out. That attitude in itself is a mature thing. And you guys are really freaking inspiring in that regard. I will say that for this young band under 30 to be crushing it with your discipline to get things out and then to have the happiness and the like, you know, yeah, we did a good job. That's a big deal. And I just want to throw that out there because sometimes we overlook small, um, small wins in our life, you know, and our small wins in our career, which propel us to greater heights, you know? Thank you. Thank you. That's incredibly kind of you yeah. to say. Beautifully said. <laughs> Thank you. It's true though. Well, you know, look, I'm the mom around here. I'm also a grandma and you are all my kids ages. I have a 20 year old son and a 27 year old daughter. And I know how hard it is when you go out in your own for whatever platform it is, you know, whatever career 
you you don't know that you're making the right decisions. You don't know if you can trust your partners yet. You don't know if you should go all in or not. And when you finally decide it and then you find your people that are doing that with you, that's rare period Mm -hmm. like any age I don't care if you're 20s or 50s or whatever that's rare but then to have the confidence that you have at this age is something that is inspiring to me at 44 years old to be like yeah like we love each other you know Ben's like the youngest guy he's the dopest guy like this is something that's really um for music fans, um, you know, generally, that's a really cool thing to hear, to hear that confidence at a tender time. Well, and also I'll add on to that and say, you guys are really fortunate too to yes. have found your thing. It took me fucking 40 plus years to figure out what my thing was. And it, it was a really rough road, man. Honestly, it was tough. And, um, ha- yeah, exactly. Which is thing is Sorry. doing this it's a bad, That's the name. bad pun, <laughs> but it was tough, man. And finding that now at 27 or whatever, like that's a huge gift and, and having the balls to just be like, you know what, we're doing our thing and we put it out and I feel good about it. Like Mel said, that's huge, man. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a big deal. And it, I don't normally do this. You're putting out 12 songs. I'm not going to ask what your favorite song is on the album. I'm not going to do that. But I am going to ask you this. When, when we release an episode, after we do our intro, before we go into the interview, we usually play one song, right? And, and I'll just, I'll, I'll pick you know, just randomly sometimes or whatever I or really what, like. Or the three of us yeah. agree on. But the, by the time this comes out, <clears throat> the, your new album will be out. So on the new album, what one song should I play before? And that doesn't, and that doesn't mean that that's your favorite. It's the one that you think people should hear first. Is there a time limit on the song? <laughs> no, the no, no I've, I've, I've put in like okay. 20 minute songs before. It's no time. Limit. Oh, okay. Play the whole album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's like oh, yeah. I, I, Good answer, right on Ian. <laughs> um what if we what if we had what is two songs out of the question no 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 i can bookend it i'll do one before and one after if you want what if we did oh one before and after i don't know if that would work okay do you want us to do Uh, double in a row is that two in a row first of all ian there's no format we create it it's me man (laughs) we make it up i make the rules (laughs) so the first two songs actually lead into each other they're basically one song on two tracks. Okay. Track one is called intro. Track two is the title track and it's called fire it up. Okay. Okay. I think if you guys played that, it would be awesome. All right. Okay. You got it, man. I like that. Fire it up right before the interview. Right on. I'm just curious about going back to, because we were really excited. Like last year when we got to go to peach, um, we were really excited to get invited back. Like you guys did as well. Um, had, any of you ever been to the Peach Festival before you played it? No. 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 What a I, cool uh, thing. Growing up, I, like I said before, my dad is a huge Almond Brothers fan. And he took me and my older sister to like one of their last shows at the Beacon Theater mm. back in like 2014. And our good friend Bill is affiliated with 
the Almond Brothers and with uh, JMO specifically. And that was our introduction to Peach Fest. But before then, like, I had listened to like a lot of Almond Brothers and I was definitely into that music when I was younger, but none of us had ever been to Peach Fest before. We just knew it was an awesome festival and we knew what the lineups were. So, you know, yeah. what, you know what, well, man? We, go ahead, Apple. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say that's something we heard when, uh, when we met up with Patrick and stuff. We like, we knew about Peach Festival, but then we learned more about it being there. And like, it's one of the few festivals that it like sells out before the lineup even comes out because everybody knows it's going to be dope. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy to me. So we're all going to be there again. Do you guys, would you guys be down to like do something with us there? What'd you have in mind? Something like this, but in front of people. Yeah. Let's lot. do it. Like pick up basketball. Yeah. <laughs> oh, basketball. That would be so dope. You don't, you don't, want, you don't want me to play basketball. I was going to say, I was going to ask that too. Cause from looking at your guys's bios and like Instagram, you guys are definitely into basketball within our whole crew. We have like four basketball players and I'm, Six four. Ben is like six three. We both played on the same varsity basketball team, so oh, I'm like shit. five. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw that too, one, right. of, one of Ben's All right, things Ian, me is and like, you are against each other. Then we're we're equal yeah. heights, right? And I, I love that in Ben's <laughs> bio. On a, serious note, we, on a serious note, we would love to do something with you guys. Yeah, I was thinking. Right. I was thinking like we'll all take a ten strip. <laughs> And then <laughs> just jump right on main stage right right after your set. Yeah. I'm, I'm just I curious. Know, I have too. a strict bedtime. Yeah, me too. Can can Ben really dunk? Not as well as me. Oh, okay. Well, when you just said your height and stuff, it's like, okay. There's going to be heat after this comes out. I can feel it. Okay. No, I think that that's in my bio, isn't that? I think my, my bio says, no, oh, no, actually, maybe not. On no, ben, Ben's, Ben's bio says that he can dunk, and, and you have a great attribute, too, which is that you graduated from the Berkeley School of Music. So, I mean, that, you know, you want to weigh the two against. It's an academic. But I can also dunk better than Ben. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Boom. And well, Ben cannot be here to defend know. himself. Ben, just give me, like, just give me, give me a week to do some squats and lose, like, 10 pounds. I'll be fine. <laughs> so, last year, we, uh, we were in the lodge and we talked with like dogs in a pile and Daniel Donato and Jay, Jennifer Hartswick and James Casey Maggie and, Rose. and Maggie Rose. And so this year we're either going to be on the Grove stage or in the VIP area where Andy Frasco did his thing last year. And we would love if you guys would come join us for, you know, a half hour or something. That would be would phenomenal. Love to. I okay. think I'm free that, that day. So. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to wash your hair or anything. And we'll try and make it so that we don't miss your fucking set this time. <laughs> we, you yeah, know yeah. what? We possibly do this in the in the lazy river. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. That, would be that, that would be dope. I don't know if I'm going in that thing, dude. There was some <laughs> no, heinous well, shit happening like in there. On Thursday. Let's do it on the earlier days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, will, will you guys be? Will you all be there the whole uh, festival, or just for the day you perform? Uh, probably the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably. the plan right now. That's the plan. Yeah. Because uh, so I also want to I want to give a shout out to Mint Talent Agency that uh, is our agency and and we recently signed with them and and they're the reason that we're returning to Peach this year and like wow. those guys are phenomenal people and like during the pandemic they're whole agency formed because they all got laid off or left their companies and kind of decided to start this amazing um, agency that really is more about like the community of it. 
than anything else. Um, and like, they were like asking us if we wanted to take that whole weekend and just kind of hang out at Peach Fest. And we were like, yeah. Is that, oh, that's right Jesse? On. Is that Jesse? Yes. It is. Yeah. Jesse and CJ. Okay. Yeah, man. They, awesome. That's, they've, yeah. And they've, they've already lined up a really amazing year for us. Just, for this year we're like unannounced stuff but we are so freaking excited it's gonna be insane it's gonna be great yeah <laughs> do you guys have anything um you want to shout out that's um, what i was just gonna yeah, say before that, that that is announced um that we can let everybody know about yeah uh this will come April. out in like what three weeks two to three weeks yeah i can't for sure say what's going to be announced by then but but uh, what's announced now, Pigeons, we're playing, we're opening for Pigeons at uh, Pigeons playing ping pong at Brooklyn Bowl on April 15th. Wow. Um, and then I can't say where, but we have a, a pretty killer spring tour that's going to be announced. And uh, we're doing a residency at Nectar's in Vermont. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. As well as a residency at Lark Hall, Lark Hall in Albany. So keep wow. an eye out for those dates. Check out our website. All the information's on there. Where it's uh, just oh, we're dropping it, it out and yeah. fire it up. Yeah, go listen to our fire it up. Yeah, is it onetimeweekend.com? Yes. Yeah. Okay, and then the social is the same at one time weekend, right? Yeah. With underscore underscores. I think Instagram I had it pulled underscore. it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one underscore time underscore weekend. Well, guys, thanks for pulling over and hanging out with us. Mm. I appreciate Anytime, it. Man. Yeah. Congratulations, you guys. I'm really proud of you. Like, what a good oh, seriously. Good, what a great job you're oh. doing. I like I think that you are confident enough to know that you are doing a good job, but just from the outside and another person, I enjoy your music so much. You yep. guys are doing such a great job, and I can't wait to collaborate with you all at Peach. Yeah, sounds wonderful. It's, Can't wait. it's good to have you tell Zach and Ben we send our love yeah. and we'll catch up with them at Peach. Uh, we always we always find it fun when we get like one or half of a band because then the other ones are like, well, what you guys had a good time without us? Like, and it's like, yeah, you gotta you gotta wait and hear it when it comes out, man. It's gonna be two or three weeks, and they, you know, yeah, usually so built, it's built excitement before where you, where you immediately have the other like half of a band being like sickered hey, hollow. Can, can we can we come on? Like, what, yeah. what about us? So it, it's super fun. We, we should do a follow up with those guys. Yeah, that would be yeah. Cool. let's do just it. Those, just those two. <laughs> okay. so we All right. Before we leave, that. before yeah. we leave, guys, what do you think about bluegrass? Love it. Love it. I think bluegrass is uh, one of the most amazing things to ever come out of America. Wow. Yeah. Right on, guys. Yeah, okay. bluegrass, bluegrass is insanely cool. Yeah. That was a bluegrass weird, really weird question. Though. Just, I was just thinking about it. I wanted it because that was kind of one of the music. Well, we haven't talked about that music at all. I freaking love It's inspired me to learn an instrument. It's inspired me to pick up the banjo. So I love bluegrass. Nice. That's great. Yeah, there's a lot of I I started flat picking last year, and she learned she started learning the banjo. So yeah, we're, we're taking we're taking the show on the road. We're getting the no, band we're back we're on the road, but not yeah, to play music. No, no, no. <laughs> this is our band. This, this is, is it. it. This is it. <laughs> it's our <laughs> media. Awesome. All right, guys, have an awesome weekend. Have a good yeah. day. We'll see you at Peach, man. <laughs> Talk to you soon. See you there, guys. Hope Take you enjoy guys. the album later. Aww. Hell yeah! Thanks. All right, so here's the thing. Right now, the album's out. And you just heard the first two songs, everybody. So go download it and play it. And when they come to your town, go see them and buy the merch and do the thing. 
Yeah, get your tickets to Peach. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe, like, it really does seem like a week ago that we were like, holy shit, we're going to the Peach Festival. And now it's next year, and we're like, holy shit, we're going to the Peach Festival. And then Festival. doing it and being like, I hope we, we feel that we, we did really good. I hope they liked it. Are they going to invite us back? And now we're invited back. Now we Just know. Just like one-time weekend. You know, it, it's got to be so hard to... Dis- distinguish yourself. It, they it, look like they didn't have hard time doing nothing at all. That's like those that, those two. Their attitude, their look, even the way that they talk, they seem like cool as a cucumber. <laughs> Whether it, whatever they need, do is hard on the back end, no one will know. What I mean by that <laughs> is that you really got to be like on your shit and talented. And that's what I meant when I was like, you know, for you guys to rise above, that's a huge thing because there's a lot of competition out there. And those that are actually like rising to the top of that scene out there are the best of the best. I feel like, I mean, you're a heady guy. Am I? You're very heady. All right. You like to ask these kinds of questions that kind of probe deep into people's psyche. Really? Yeah. You do. You absolutely do. You're always asking those harder questions like, you know, how does it feel to know all these people are oh, staring yeah, okay. deep yeah, into your, me, right? Yeah, right? And after five and a half years of hearing those questions and hearing the answers, 99% of them don't think that way. And it's to their advantage that they don't. Well, I think if you, if that was your soul focus when you're putting out art into the world it would freeze you up i know it would me you can't do that you can't give yourself such a hang-up before you do something so free yeah you know like (laughs) you better play every fucking note the best you can now go play (laughs) what like just by that little mistake yeah everybody's the whole world is watching and waiting to see when like if you just pick it up and then like play something gorgeous. Go do your thing. That's it. And so I think that that's what these, most of all of these 99 percenters, like I said, have in common is that they're one with their instrument. And I was listening back to an older episode and I had mentioned something that Ross James had said about a good night of music is when their instrument is playing you. And I think that a lot of the musicians, when they're in that zone, there's no thoughts about, does that guy in the first row like it? Or is that girl dancing hard enough? Or No, they're like, there's no thought. There's only connection with that instrument. And your bandmates. And your bandmates yeah. and the crowd, you know. And that's one thing they're very confident of is their bandmates. Yeah. And like, mm. like we knew it just was right. I love that. We, I love that. Those kind of stories were like, yeah, we jammed together a couple of times and we just knew. Like. What what the fuck? How lucky. <laughs> you know, I Well, but you say that, but it's still really hard to like even if you find out what you're going to do, now the road begins of doing it. Now you, you got to do You got to do the thing. That's not the easy part. Like yeah. the discovery of like, "Oh yeah, you too. Oh me too. Oh yeah, you." Okay, cool. That's like the easy part. Then it's like, "Okay, now we got to freaking make it happen." 
Now we got to practice. Now we got to put out an album. Now we got to tour. Now we got to convince people that we're rad. Now we got to drive around in a van together. Now we got to do, now we gotta do interviews and pull over on the side of the road and be in haphazard situations. Yeah. Yeah. I could just tell I had to say something. I saw it. They were both watching the mirrors and like looking. It's like, are you guys safe, man? <laughs> like, like, don't put yourself in peril because of this. We can wait a minute. You can move. And so one thing I love, too, is like, like, as soon as we came on with as soon as we saw their faces, uh, which reminded a lot of the younger bands, it makes sense. They're younger. They're up and kind of. But the life in their eyes, their eyes, they their eyes, are, yeah, yet, their Apple. eyes are so full of light, like like the window to the soul. You can see their soul, no. see right in, and how crisp and clean they are. That's and, that's what you need. You we the society needs these young, beautiful, excited hope. musicians ready to go and. And be confident in their own skills and their friends' skills. Like that's the kind of revolution musically that we need is not right. to, like they said, we didn't spend a lot of time learning covers. We spent time learning our own stuff. That's a whole um, descent from what a lot of younger bands usually have done, like pre, like before them, not yeah, the twenty we year old playing rush tunes, and then we figured out we could do our own thing later. Exactly. Well, I like what Ian said. He's like, he's like, he's like, I'm not good at copying shit. That's why I'm so That's good at my time. own. Funny, <laughs> it it make it makes sense, and I love like Aaron. You pointed out several times when we do have conversations that like this younger generation that they've had so much their palate is bigger yeah it's so bad and they, and they bring it all with them and like these guys said they're not copying them and stuff but you hear all those inklings of influence so beautifully brought into their own thing that they cooked up yeah and you hear those little things here and there and that's and it's it's comforting and it's also dope to hear it in a new way yep. it really is to hear a younger version of yeah, how someone of else's ears are trained because look he's going to he went to berkeley music the education the musical education that you get from that and then to apply that to your own ideas that's something very special yeah yeah, yeah. i i wish that 16 year old me would have had his head on straight but you know it is what it is you don't like your life right now I you lo- hate it i you love want my a life. life i would just love do it all to, over i would love ditch to- me and mel yeah, i wish no. i you would have not married young i wish i would have had a <laughs> can i finish what i was gonna say yeah you can now it's yes, a bus ball i would love to understand music like that i would love to now understand theory and all that and be able to like yeah apply that to my life now that would be fucking sick i and to have the um musical education like that and <laughs> just go out into the world like with the, all the colors in the paintbrush yeah. and ready to go and find other people that have their brushes loaded too and they're ready to go with you and just start doing the thing like that's so exciting yeah well like adam just said the excitement of getting to be the like this album their sophomore effort they did it all themselves he mixed it he you know to be able to do that that 
that's amazing feet on its own. Like, you know how like when you have an avatar, you can put like blue shoes in, you can change it to purple and see what the green ones yeah. look like. Wouldn't it be cool to be able to be like, have an album be like, this is how it sounds like when we did it. This is how it sounds like when this producer came on. This is how it sounds like when it was polished. Like, that'd be kind of this fun. This is what it sounds yeah. like live. Yeah. yeah. That would be cool. Um, if you want to hear what it sounds like live, go see them play. Hell yeah. And uh, like we said. Go support these awesome guys that are giving it all that they have. And uh, we're going to get to hang out with them Peach. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that. Super. Um, so <clears throat> let's see. It's Friday today. So we will be back on Monday with more stuff and things. And until then, what do they do? Listen to One Time Weekend. Uh-huh. Take care of each other. Have a drink of fresh spring water. Love yourself so you can love others. Smile at a stranger. Give yourself a little facial. Safety third. And uh, hydrate. Hydrate. Yeah. Yeah. Hydrate's a very important thing. You know, try not to eat any canned food this week. Just try and like just do a little more fresh as you go into your week and see what it feels like. I don't know. Just give it a shot. See what happens. No gas station sushi. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. 
the only podcast you crank up to 11. 